Good morning. This is Doug Fain for All Things Jessamine here on Jess FM. Glad to have you this Saturday morning as we continue to learn a little bit more about people and places and things in our county. Today, we're going to be remembering a little country store that's set on old US 27. That's before they did the four lane from here to Garrett County. It was operated by a couple named the Teeters, Kirby and Louise. They had it for many, many years, and we are so glad that we have their son with us today, Bradley, who's going to tell us about them and their family and and the store and how it got started and bradley i guess to start we have to go way back we have to go way back because the store has been in your all's family for quite a few years let's start even further than your parents let's go to your great grandparents and we'll work our way forward okay who were your great grandparents my great grandparents were george and lucy i think and they grew up in what area of the Uh, country uh, they were all right right there as far as i know Right in the in the, in the, in the area Hickman we're talking area, the little Hickman area. area. Yes. Now that's where the stores kind of got started, right? Because hey, you uh, were telling me your granddad started several. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, they, they had one uh, about a half a mile up the road from where um, what's the last known as a gummery uh, right, store. Right. And uh, my granddad built that and went from that little. It was almost like a well, no, it's a long time ago. It was like a garage, and mm-hmm. they moved, built the store, and moved down there. That's where he raised my granddad. Bill Teeter raised mm-hmm. his family right there in mm-hmm. that little house and ran the store. Now the store, uh, I guess maybe I'm wrong, but back then was it wasn't the main way to make a living. Did he farm and things like that? He did. He did farm too. Yes. Yeah. And uh, but his main thing was making a living out of that store. Out of the store. Yeah. Of course, back then people didn't run to town, you know, and he right. was a little Hickman and he had to supply a lot of people. Yeah. I understand it. And he bought their eggs and chickens and yeah, and sold them groceries that they needed. So Yeah, back in those days, you came to town maybe once a week and that was a big deal. That was a big deal. Yeah, yeah to do that. So your granddad built the store down there. Now, uh-huh. at what point did he build the one that I'm talking about? The one I remember on 27. They, uh, he sold that down there in... Uh, Right before I was born, which is 46, and uh, he moved up on up to Nicholasville. He brought mm-hmm. his, what, and uh, he went to work for Oscar Cumley. Oh, yeah. He had a store there. down here on Main Street. He, he worked there and was a butcher there for a year or two, mm-hmm. and, and he bought this place out on 27 mm-hmm. then, just a piece of ground, mm-hmm. and uh, built the store and the barn and the house, and all, as soon as he bought his head, within three or four years. And that was in 40... Uh, he built a store, finished it up the uh, in 49. Well, when he did that, Bradley, it's kind of like Little Hickman. He was way out in the country. Oh, yeah. That was out in the country. Way out because, the yeah, then the the travel to Garrett County seemed like forever. Yes. Uh, right. uh, although it's, it still seems like forever to Sometimes me when I go to there. Yeah. <laughs> so he built that little store there, and that is the one in which eventually, I guess, was taken over by your parents. Uh, right. Yeah. Mom, my mom... Uh, she was a beautician. She, her and Opal Davis started Justin Beauty Shop, and, mm-hmm. and they. She ended up. She when she sold it, she took over the store, and my, her and my dad, and and my dad worked the post office, and so she's pretty much mom there yeah. most of the time by herself. You know? Well, so let's talk a little about them in particular. Now, when was your dad born? He was born in August of. He just had a finished birthday. He'd have been ninety. Five, yeah, uh, last week, and uh, he was born in twenty one. And he did he have siblings. Uh, yeah, the oldest would be uh, Robert Teeter, known as Robbie. He lived in uh, Indianapolis, drove yeah. a Greyhound bus, yeah. and uh, 
and the youngest, his youngest brother was, uh, everybody called him Sheffy, and his name was William Floyd, but nobody would know that around yeah, here. So. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he uh, ended up in North Carolina, so and worked for League of Mars Tobacco Company. So the three boys, that was it? And all had two girls. Oh, there was two girls. Two younger girls, and Doris Cobb. Yeah, okay. And Dottie. Right, still, right. Was married still, to Houston. Yeah, married yeah. to Houston. She, yeah. still, she still lives out right. here. And uh, young, the youngest one was Patsy Teeter, and mm-hmm. she lives in Florida now. Okay. So five kids, and, and out of those five kids, at some point in time, your dad did he get in the store business first, or was the post office? How did what, tell us a little about his life? My my dad was a, a strictly farmer, and okay. he did he uh, drove the school bus. Everybody remember him driving. The yeah, school bus. yeah. Uh, if he hadn't drove the school bus, I guess I wouldn't been here because that's where he found Mama. So. so tell us about that. Yeah, how did that yeah. happen? He was driving the school bus, and Mom rode his bus, and. Uh, she, was she rode his bus. Yeah, she was fourteen, and he was what twenty or something. Like that. Really? I guess they put him in jail for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't say much about that because I'm nine years older than my wife, and I we weren't together then. But I actually uh, was a master of ceremonies at the beauty pageant at the fair that she won when she was 17 and I would have been well 17 28 years old and of course at that time that was the last thing I was doing was looking at 17 year old girls and who you know down the road Mm -hmm. it it just happens but kind of like your parents you know he probably never thought of well I'm marrying that girl no I'm sure yeah but down the road you know they grow up they get a little older and age doesn't matter as much so so it was there any special story behind how they got together other than he knew him for that way? Well, this that she rode his bus and uh, they were that's it. And that's, that's it. That's all I know. And, and they and she grew up and they got together. She grew up. She my mom was born in, in the house down on Sugar Creek, uh, right across the the creek, the mm-hmm. big creek there, and uh, she lived there until they built the the house over beside the store. The store. She lived there. She was born there, and raised there. That her and dad lived there and. I was raised there. Wow. So who were her parents? Her parents were uh, Robert and Charity Fane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Fane was my uh, granddad that he passed away when my mom was like four or five, by five years old, I think. Yeah. So, of course. Didn't know him. Needless to say, right. I didn't know him. And uh, my, my grandmother lived a little longer than that. She was born in 1899 and died in the year 2000. 101. She would have been 101. She would, didn't quite didn't make quite that make one, it, but, but she, she was wanted close. to live to be 100, and she lived. And she did. And lived in three centuries. She said, wow. She thought that was going to be something. She lived in three centuries. That's amazing. So, saw a lot, too, in those three centuries. Lot, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, that was your mom's parents. My mom's parents, yeah. Okay. And uh, that was uh, my granddad, uh, Robert Fane, his family. He just had one sister, and that was Thelma Holcomb, which everybody mm-hmm. would probably know around here. She was mm-hmm. a school teacher. And, right. And I was married to Garland Holcomb. So, right. that was. And that Garland was, was a character. Garland was a character. Yeah. He, now, there's a fellow, if you did a show, I don't know if you could do a show on all the businesses he owned I would be because, <laughs> you know, just the ones I knew about, it was from the car lot to well, he was in the funeral business at one time yeah, with, with Bill so. Beth, I think, and uh-huh. a lot of different things. And that's a whole different that's story. Different story. <laughs> so your mom and dad get married. Now, did your dad, was he a serviceman? 
Uh, no, he wasn't. Okay, didn't have to serve. He didn't serve. But they get married, and, and where did it take him career-wise? Where did he go from there? They went where my mom was raised, where I was raised, in the farm on Sugar Creek Pike. Oh, raising, raising crops. He went. To, okay. He was farming. Okay. He drove a school bus. He yeah. was driving yeah. a school bus yeah. when he and mom met, you know, and he drove the school bus yeah. for 30-some years. And you know, back then, Bradley, there wasn't many buses. There was only like two or three. Yeah. yeah. So you had him, uh, of course. Virgil, too. Virgil, who was related. Yeah, he worked there from here. Lester Howard, Beverly. He's related. And there was another fellow. We saw a picture one time, and it had Lester Howard, and it had Virgil in it. It was another old guy. African-American fellow, seemed like, and I can't remember his name. But yeah, that bus was... May have been. May have been. I remember, but they yeah. covered the whole county, didn't oh, yeah. they? Yeah, they covered it. Yeah. Of course, back then, I guess, a lot of your county kids didn't. Did they ride the bus to the school, the one-room school rooms? They walked. Well. Both, I, I guess. In my memory, uh, my dad drove that route down there where I was raised, and he he, he ran the yeah. bus for Little Hickman School. Oh, yeah. And he started picking up at Black Bridge okay. on 39 and came to yeah. by, yeah. Little, by yeah. Little Hickman School and then went to Lock 8 and then back to, out and up on Cream Ridge, they call it. Right. And picked up all those kids and took them back to uh, Little Hickman. And then when they got off, then he made a trip on down Sugar Creek and into town and brought a load for school. For Nicholasville, boy, he had a heck of a route. Oh yeah, yeah. Long things way. that you've just mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's some driving. That's some driving. So he did that. Now, at what point in time did the store come along, or the postal? Which came first? Well, the store was. Okay. Like I say, the store was my granddad uh, when he uh, didn't like working for somebody else. I guess I don't know that for a fact, but I would assume that since mm-hmm. he'd already had a store and he'd come and, and rebuilt another one, mm-hmm. so. He went out to start running it in '49, which okay. which is when I was I can't even remember, of course. And uh, so he ran the store until then. Dad gradually helped him more mm-hmm. and more, and mm-hmm. was in it more and more. And then he, when he decided to get out, that's when Mom kind of officially took it over. My mom and Dad, yeah. and they ran it for forty years. Long time. But but when she did that, it was after the beauty shop. After she sold the, when she sold the beauty shop, she took over the store. That's the reason she got out of the beauty shop because she to do the store. Now, the would store. she have sold that? To Marietta Hager? Yes. Okay. Yes. She had the beauty school at that time. Yes, she did. And Mama went to her, her beauty She school. went to her. So yeah. she turned into selling it to Marietta. Yes. And in fact, that business is still in that it's, family. It's still in uh, Owned by, well, went on down to Vetus and then to Maryland, Maryland. and down to Kelly. That's so right. it right. stayed in that family a long time. Yeah. But it started with your mom and Miss Davis. And Mom and Opal Davis. Yeah. Yeah. So she came to the store, and I guess it was out of necessity. It probably wasn't necessarily that she. Well, yeah, she. It was. It was there, and it yeah, was, and had to be run. Yeah, and it had to be. You know, and so, uh, and she liked it. She liked the store. Mm-hmm. She liked all the people. Mm-hmm. She she fixed millions of sandwiches. I guess you'd say. Oh, she loved to fix. She, well, see, everybody come to those sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we did a show earlier with Ronnie Briner. Okay, about yeah. Briner's store and, and, Briner. and Miss Nancy Briner and right. you know her and those ladies like her and your mom yeah there's no telling no telling how many people they fed that's right over and, the years yes and not only that is Mary Bell Montgomery down in the, little the Montgomery store you're she, right she fed people for yeah. years after she, she took all end up at that store so and some people might listen to this, especially nowadays some people might listen to this the younger generation and think oh yeah maybe I've seen that old building sitting there and that's a little you know a little bit and you know how in the world did they stay in business but as you said back then 
you didn't just get in your car. You know, Bradley, I live four miles from town. Right. It doesn't seem near as long now as it did when I was a kid. That's true. You know, that four miles back then was a long trip. Now it's just a minute or two. So things have shrunk, I guess, as you get older. They really have. Yeah, and, and back then... These country stores, I mean, they were hopping, and they served a big bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. And uh, I, I don't know if all the stores, I assume they was that way. My granddad, he ran tickets on people, you know. All, yeah, right. All the farmers around or the people in the community, he ran. Yeah. And then when they'd sell their tobacco or cattle or whatever it is, they, they'd pay they, they would come in and settle her account or something so that was a, yeah it was a big deal back then and he didn't have to worry a bit about it because he knew they were coming and they uh, they would take make, make good on the word I that's mean, the way i don't i don't know yeah. I, i've never heard anything different than yeah that, yeah that, yeah that, that's the way they did it everybody in the community i think so and the thing about it too was is <laughs> even though the size is not as big it was somewhat back then like a a mini walmart in that it wasn't just sandwich. I mean, they had everything. Everything. Yeah. 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 If you wanted a pot or a pan or a, yeah or something like that or anything that uh, for a household use, I think it they was there. Tried to have you know wash tubs and coal buckets. Everything. I remember seeing everything. In right. The store. Yeah. Right. Now, at what point in time did your dad then decide to be in the civil service with the post office? Gosh, he was around fifty years old, so that would have been. Early seventies, mm-hmm. around seventy seventy one. Mm-hmm. Don't know exactly, but uh, he they were starting an auxiliary an auxiliary route mm-hmm. back then. I think they only had like four or five routes mm-hmm. in Jasper County, and and they were starting another route. And he uh, he was asked if he'd like to take that route, you know. And so that's when he began. Working. Was it down in that area of the county? Uh, no, it was out. In, he watched Tate's Creek Estates. Oh, really? Out in the out northern, in there, northeastern that was, part? That was a big part of his route as Tate's Creek Estates grew. Yeah. And the other trader parks up there, that yeah. was a lot of his route. Yeah. He had all those trader parks. But that was before we become a, a full-fledged route. And then when he did, then that's when he became civil service and worked. Yeah. Because he was hard and Ran the route. And Boy, he worked with some some good ones there. Absolutely. We mentioned the names a while ago. Uh, you want to mention some names, some of the yep. guys that worked at yep. that place. Yep. That's right. From Julian Jeanette. Oh, yeah. Uh, poor old Julian. I, I remember one time, Julian, and this was when the old post office was down here on the one I remember is the old one. Of course, uh-huh. there, we can go back even further up on Main Street, but down, oh, I remember that one. down behind <laughs> Nixville Baptist Church in yeah. that area. And uh, seeing him uh, and some of those people like your dad that, that you know, they, they, back then when everybody knew everybody. Oh, yeah, everybody knew everybody. Yes. And um, they almost could probably switch routes without any problem because they knew everybody that that was on the route on each other's That's route. That's probably true, yeah. Yeah, a lot of good people have worked in, in the post office at that time. Would he have been Roger Easley, or is it after that, or do you know? Who? It was after that. It was yeah. uh, John Hunt John Hunt was the yeah. postmaster. postmaster. So did he do that until he retired? Uh, he retired when he was had 15 years in the post okay. office. Okay. He was 65, so he retired okay. from there, and yeah. just, he and Mom just continued running the store then and 
He ran it until yeah. until he passed away. Now, at yeah. some point in time during all this that's gone on, they decided they need to start a family. Let's talk about that. Talk about you and the rest of the the, the family here. How did you, are you the oldest? I am the oldest. Yeah. Okay, I'm the I'm the best son they had. <laughs> Being how old and uh, I was born in '46. Mm-hmm. So and um, I got a my sisters. Family Watkins right. worked at the post office also. Yes, she did. And, uh, and now she's been working at the bank some. And did she work there when your dad worked there? Uh, yes, he okay. did. It's just you two kids. It's us two. That's right. Yeah. So you both grew up in that setting of that old country store. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, my sister, after mom took over the store, my sister, before she started the post office, she went in with her. Oh, yeah? And they they ran the store together for several years there. As a matter of fact, she raised her family. Yeah. Her kids were small and had yeah. playpen and everything in the back. And so as when her kids were small, she was in the store business with my, with my mom. So Times were so much different back then, Absolutely. weren't they? Absolutely. So much different. And there's no telling if people like you and Thelma and the Montgomery kids and the Briner kids could have had the foresight to start writing a book. Oh, yeah. About the things that were said and the stories that were told in in that store by the old farmers and, and, and people like that that come in oh, yeah. and just some of them true and probably a whole lot of them that weren't. Absolutely. <laughs> but good times. It was good times. That's right. You know, we talked about with the Briners, it, it was a hub. It was a community. Hub, and, and I'm sure this store was the same way where people met from that area of the county. Oh, yeah. And it was kind of like if something major happened. I mean, that's kind of was a meeting place. As a matter of fact, the store, uh, there was a petition back in the back made up of uh, Coke racks, mm-hmm. a bottle pop. And in behind that was a stove in an area with all chairs for people to sit yeah. and, and uh, loaf and spend the day. And, and that was an important part yeah. of, of life. Probably business deals were made right there around that stove. And I'm talking about farmers and all that kind of thing, you know, and trading, maybe livestock, whatever could have been made. And But stories told and just good times. Charles Wilson, I'm sure a lot of people know Charles. He was uh, there at the store a lot mm-hmm. with, with Mama and and uh, when we shut this door down, or when she did, the, there's an old TV back there, and I took it to Florida with me, and I was going to take it. He mm-hmm. said he didn't know why it won't hit because all it plays soap operas. <laughs> <laughs> when your dad, now what year did he pass away? In 95. And Christmas how, Eve, 95. Christmas Eve. How long did your mom keep the store? Uh, she kept it, of course, closed there for about six months yeah. after her dad passed away, and then she reopened it, and then she ran it. At that time, by that time, the four-lane had came by, and it cut off our road there to right. the, to most of the public, so it was mostly just locals, which yeah. gave her quite an outlet to see her friends and right. other people and fix sandwiches for all the local people. She kept it open until, I think it was 2003 when she shut it. And she her legs, she just got where she wasn't able to get around. People know right. her. She had her knees replaced. And, yes. And, uh, which helped a lot, but she still, she continued to get worse. Was, was she ready for it, or was it uh, was it was it, was it a feeling of um, oh I've done it and I'm, t- I'm ready to stop, or was it re- you know I'm really she did sad it for so long and she knew so many people mm-hmm. and uh, even up until the, 
until the time she passed away, she loved to go out and eat and with Gail and I. And she would, uh, anybody she'd run into, they'd say, oh, I wish she was still there and fix me a sandwich. And she'd say, walk up and say, now, who was that? <laughs> yeah. A lot of people, she couldn't even remember yeah. their yeah. names, you know. Yeah, right. So, you know, I remember, I remember them very well. And I uh, had the pleasure of knowing both of them. If you had to describe, as a dad, if you had to describe Kirby in a word, what, what would you use? My dad was, uh, I would say he was very uh, strict as far as he wanted things done his way. Yeah. And I was raised, you know, I knew that no one option when he told me to do something. Sure. He probably showed me that several times. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah. That's what I'd say, but you know he was uh, all around good guy, and that's you know I just got fond memories. Yeah. Of, what know. about your mom? How would you describe her? Mom was very uh, loved to all her family and friends. She was very loving mm-hmm. and kind of gentle. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, probably maybe the opposite of dad. I, I don't know as far as that's concerned. It's good balance, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Good balance. Yeah. Yeah, and those days at that store have got to be the old song, Precious Memories. Precious Memories. Yeah. I've got one other one there I want to tell you before sure. I forget it. Uh, uh, she was, uh, I was still working at IBM, I was still, and I stopped at the store and there was police cars and it, back then it was four cell phones so I didn't know anything was going on. Yeah. And somebody had, uh, uh, two people, had two men had came in and, and actually, actually robbed her and and I grabbed her behind the cash register mm-hmm. and walked her back through to the back of the store and put a gun to her head. And the state policeman was interviewing her as I went in. And he said, ma'am, what kind of gun was it? And she said, a great big gun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I kind of remember. I halfway remember what that, that How long would that have been? Seems uh, like I remember that. I, probably in the late 80s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Had to scare her to death. Oh, he scared her to death. It was serious. I say, sure. She ran from him. Was the reason they grabbed her sure. with the gun, and yeah. and he pulled that and put her arm around her neck and put that gun upside her head, and that had to. I mean, well, yeah. wasn't it? Well, sure anybody did. But she was open the next day. I bet she was open. Yeah, yeah. she was very cautious for a long right. time after that. Right. She wasn't comfortable in there like she was before. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. But uh, it took her. Well, to get over it, yeah. Your dad, you said, died in, in, in what, 95? 95, right. And that doesn't sound like it's been that long ago until you realize it's been 21 years. Yeah. A lot has changed in this town, in this county, in 21 years. What do you think he'd say if he could come back for about five minutes and look around? I think he'd say that... uh Things have changed a lot. Things have changed. <laughs> now, was he living when they four-laned? Was that after? Yes. Yeah, he was. Uh, so he saw that. He saw the four-lane. Yeah. yeah. He never did understand why they had to go around through the field instead of coming out where the other road was. You know, he never did. Yeah. And, That's right. Yeah. yeah. So. Because that is, yeah, If you it, people, if you go down 27 now, if you go down 27, and you can still kind of see, I guess the best landmark that people might know now, there's a little road that turns to the right that goes to the big house that is all God's children. All God's children. And right down past that, there's a little road called Vineyard, and right. there's a, there's the building that was a store. I guess it's still there, right? It's still there, yeah. But if you go down 27 and you look to your right, you kind of see that over there, and you need to realize that that over there was the original 27. Yes. So they came quite a bit east to put the new road and left that I mean, quite a bit over there because, let's see, lived on that, David Grow, I guess, lived on that corner. David lived on the corner. And was Ray Warner on the other one? That Ray Warner 
Warner was on the other on the other right. corner, right across from the store, and it's quite a ways, yeah. quite a ways over over mm-hmm. back behind there. So yeah, I know where you're talking about why he would think, why did they do that? And then when he got to Bethel, they crossed the road, and now the, and then the road is on the went on the other side. Yes, sir. Yes, you're right because yeah. if you go down past Bethel, if you if you go down that little service road to Camp Nelson Heritage Park, that's right. old twenty seven on that it side. Loop two now. Loop yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that would be the appropriate thing. Boy, things sure have changed. Things sure have changed. Yeah. Sure have changed. Yeah. Well, last year our time, believe it or not, has has come to a close. I appreciate you coming and remembering a little bit about the store and especially your parents. You had great parents. I remember them very fondly. And uh, of course, I've been fortunate enough to know a lot of your family, Teeters, and even on your wife's side. We didn't even mention that. That's true. Lord, she down from around that area of all the country the, too. All the canners. All Gotta the canners. I'll tell you this real quick story of and you can share this with her about her dad uh-huh. ag ag uh for those that didn't have the pleasure of knowing this guy uh just as, as they missed out a lot, oh my gosh as nice of a gentleman that ever walked in this town as, as your dad was too one day i told him this one day he scared me to death because in 1979 my grandfather cecil Rohr died mm-hmm and they were both about the same height. They were both about the same build. They both kind of wore their hair the same way. And one day, I was in the courthouse, and I turned the corner, and there stood A.G. Canner. And he had on those that khaki shirt and pants like he used to wear that exactly like my granddaddy Roar used to wear. And I thought I saw a ghost. I thought it was granddaddy. <laughs> and I looked at him, and I was startled. And I said, you have scared me. And well, he got the biggest kick out of that. Oh, but I'll tell you what. You had as good an in-laws as you did parents. You got lucky. Yeah, and she's still, man, I was still... Yeah, I haven't seen her in a while, but yeah. yeah. She's still doing okay. Yeah, good. But yeah, there's a lot, I tell you, we've had a lot of good people from from all of Jessamine County. But you start looking down in that area, the Little Hickman and Pollard down in there, boy, I tell you, some real stalwarts of Jessamine County have come from that area. Absolutely. And your parents, uh, two of the best. We appreciate you sharing with us. And I know a lot of people, a lot of people in this county remember that store and and have fond memories of that place and uh it's a shame that that progress comes at us like it does and for those people that never had the opportunity to be in an old country store you missed out they missed out they missed out they sure did bradley thank you thank you my thanks to bradley teeter for coming in and sharing a little bit of history about his parents the teeters and teeters grocery on 27 south we appreciate their contribution to our community and we appreciate you tuning in every saturday morning to all things jessamine We enjoy bringing you this information and hope you learn a little bit from it. We'll do it again next Saturday at 11, all right here on Jess FM 105.9.